Hi, I'm Bill Murray. I'm tired right now, but I still have the strength, the energy, and the commitment to listen to Glory Days of Gold. And it's helping. It, it, it's helping. Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road To sing my songs for the boys in black and gold I heard the stories about 1938 I was just a boy I knew I'd have to wait those broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore But those glory days of gold might return once more Hello, hello, how do you do? We are the boys from New Bayview and we're back with another episode of Glory Days of Gold your East Fife and Scottish football podcast the Scottish football podcast to the stars. I'm Michael McCall. I'm Lee Gillis. I'm Doug Perry. I'm Gordon Henderson. And the gang's all back together. And I just want to take a moment to thank Doug for lowering his standards and joining us for this episode. He's been rubbing shoulders with big wigs. Sky Sports TV celebrity as well. Paul Bogey sent me that clip. You looked so uncomfortable and, and you couldn't way, get Paul away Bogey. quick enough. Paul Bogey, what a great name for a golf fan. Oh, of course. <laughs> but you looked so uncomfortable in that clip, Doug. Uh, yeah, it was probably one of the lowest moments of my life, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I, you just skulked away. I pretty, well, I had no choice in the matter. It was live and, oh my God, yeah. And then, it, well, if anyone doesn't know, I was canning at the Dunhill for actor and comedian Bill Murray this week. Um, but after he'd done that interview, the Golf Channel on, on NBC, this very, very, very attractive female called Alexandra O'Loughlin, who's one of these golf influencers. Uh, look her up, very, very attractive. She's like, can we get an interview? And I said, oh, he's just doing an interview with Sky Sports. She was like, no, no, just with you. <laughs> so I think, I think, which thankfully nobody's found. I, uh, Oh, yeah. I have the golf channel here. I will find that. Talking about why I'm wearing shorts when it's cold and what it's like to carry for Bill Murray, blah, blah, blah. But I was, yeah, I gave him a bit of a telling off for that. I was like, Bill, the last thing I want to be doing is being live on TV, wearing white, which is not good for the fat guy. <laughs> you did, it did, did look like some homeless person had just been brought in front of the camera. Did he go with your accent? Okay, Doug. Oh, I don't think he quotes anyone's accent. Like, I, I toned it down to the point of, be, you know, going 150 to the flag, and he'd be like, I don't understand you. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I can't be, it's, it's numbers. It's very... Must you know, have been uh, lost in translation then. Oh, uh, very good. I never oh. talked about that film because it's pish. It is pish, yeah, you're quite Overrated. Oh, actually, okay. in, case you're, in case you're listening, Bill, it wasn't one of your finer works, but I did enjoy your performance in it. <laughs> good save, good save. Yeah, we we could 
just talk about golf all show or we could talk about East Fife. I'm I'm open to either, to be honest. Glory days of golf? Yeah, easy change. <laughs> I'll change yeah. my name from golf to golf. Yeah, I like that. Lee Golfus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Golfden Henderson. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And yeah, we're struggling with Doug. We'll have to replace him. <laughs> with Paul Bogey. Oh, yes. there we go. It's made. We've got the new show. But yeah, and unfortunately, we do have to talk about East Five. But we'll get into all of that after we hear from this episode's sponsors. East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. May's Mortgages are Fife-based mortgage and protection specialists. Our aim is to provide our client with high-quality, personal and friendly service. Our advisors have over 25 years of industry experience and have an outstanding record for sourcing our clients the products that suit their needs. Where we're different though, unlike many other brokers, from start to finish, we won't charge you a penny. Contact us via Facebook to find out more. So thanks as always to East Five Community Football Club and Maze Mortgages. Go support them both. They support our podcast, they support East Five. So do do them a, a solid. Go and support them as well. Especially what at... Better, yeah, what better time to go and see Maze Mortgages? I was just a way to say the same worried, thing. Yeah. All these worries, go and see Paul and the team there. I'm sure they will be more than happy to help you. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably the only one here that's hoping for an absolute house price crash over in Scotland just now so I can swoop in and buy a retirement place for me. Do it. But talking of crashes, East Fife season continues unabated. We're going to be chatting about the latest East Fife match as... The ghost of East Fife past. Darren Young came back to haunt the team. Seems he, he can find a way to, to win away from home. Yeah, it's taken him long enough. Yeah, it just, just yeah. took playing East Fife to do it. Yeah. I mean, coincidentally, we are awful at home now, but actually okay away. Mm. So maybe if we could like get a hybrid manager of Darren Young and Greg McDonald and mash them together, may actually... Or... Co-managers and one takes the home games, one takes the away games. I was just going to say that. That, mm-hmm. that would be good. That could be a new trend we could set in world football. It's like these trends catch on. First of all, it was not putting the ball anywhere in the corner half circle. When did that start? It just yeah. seemed to, all of a sudden, it just seemed to, everyone was doing it. I'll just put it as close to the edge of the thing as possible. That extra three centimetres is really, that's really well, difference. Ah, I'm sure we've all that, heard that. That's what she said. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the things. So we could be setting the trend in that. So we'll talk a little bit about the game. Then we'll talk about the the search for the new manager. But we'll finish on, on a happy note. We'll talk about some Scotland national team stuff. They brought a bright sparking a smile to all our faces this week. But let's get into the, the game. We won't dwell too much on it. Two of you were at it. Me and Doug have watched the, the highlights. Well, I've watched the highlights. Were the highlights? I don't know. 
there were some minutes of action of a football game that I, I managed to watch the, this morning. So, let Lee, start us off. I, I've read social media. I've read various comments online. Was it really as bad as everyone was making out? The, the highlights didn't seem to mean that we were in the game very much at all. That's because we were in it. Mm. Um, but when the home highlights hardly show you as a team, you know it's been pretty bad, I think. This is the worst East Fife team I've seen in a long time. Um, didn't you say that last season? Yeah, and, this, and I didn't just when you thought we couldn't get any more <laughs> shite. Um, yeah, um, we are terrible. Um, but we're really poor, I think. But I, I watched Stevie Crawford's goodbye interview and he said he'd taken us to. Uh, a place that he feels he could move on and the club could push on. He didn't say in which well, direction. The way I've said fair. about that, the better. Um, <laughs> I need to be careful. Um, yeah, this this team, are, I, I still don't know how we're in the position we're in because, and I've, I've said it to, to everybody I've spoken to, we've, we've stolen points that we didn't deserve to steal a few times this season. Annan, um, snatch the draw at Annan, snatch the draw at Stranraer, um, one away at Albion Rovers. Um, we snatched a late penalty at Forfa um, when a draw was probably a fair result. Um, so, I mean, off the top of my head, there's like seven, eight points um, that we shouldn't have got and that would drag us into that quagmire at the, the bottom of the, the, the division. I'm really worried, um, genuinely worried about this season. You know, we started off, Fairly well, a good result at Elgin, and then got battered by Bonnie Rig. And we're very easy to play against. I mean, you have to look at the two goals that we conceded yesterday. Mur- uh, Murdoch gets nutmegged um, for that one, you know, not playing in his natural position because we've not signed any left backs apart for a young Lucas Williamson, who doesn't seem to be getting a fair crack at the whip, in, in my opinion. Um, ball comes in, we can't clear our lines after Fleming makes a good save. Ball ends up in the back of the net. They just want it more. Um, second goal, almost a carbon copy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Fleming makes a good save. The other team want it more. They're throwing bodies on the line to, to try and get that ball over the net, and we're too panicky. And I mean, to, to surmise that game as best as I, I can for yesterday, they wanted it more. They, they got to every second ball, they outfought us for everything. Our players did not want the ball at all, and that was evident. Um, and again, the story of our season is we get possession, we kick the ball up to Shepard. Um, Shepard will lose an aerial battle seven times out of ten. Their defender heads it or clears it or it goes out of the park, we lose possession and then we're on the defensive again. For- it's a big part of that though as well because Shepard's isolated and there's such a big gap between where he is on the pitch and then the midfield. There's it, just nobody filling in that area to win the loose balls. It continues to baffle me why we're playing one up front. I don't understand that. Um, when you've got a team full of young boys like this, and we're losing our midfield battles constantly. We need to change something. And for me, do Mike Bassett and play 4 4 fucking 2. And I don't know how many times we've discussed this. You know, Dick Campbell's an absolute specialist at it. Football's not complicated. Mm-hmm. 
people make it complicated. And mm-hmm. we're trying to overcomplicate something that we don't need to overcomplicate. You know, we've got two good strikers. You could play Shepard up front with Trouton and just behind them. Left wing Healy, right wing Baldy. Play Miller and Newton in the middle of the pack to win the ugly battles. Four at the back. Jobs are good in. Um, you know, we're, we're very, very weak. Um, I think Ferguson had his best game for us yesterday. He was the only player that looked like he wanted to get the ball down and and play football, but too many of our players failed to turn up yesterday and are continuing to fail to turn up throughout the, the course of the season. And my fear is the longer we leave it to a point, a management team, the, the more points we lose. I don't fancy us at four for next week either. And we lose that game and we are in deep shit. Mm-hmm. And I know it's only the first quarter of the season's just passed, but if that first quarter is indicative, of how we're going to play football across the next three quarters, we are in deep trouble. Also, I mean, you've raised so many things there that I want to talk about over the course of the show that I just want to kind of get to them all now, but we'll we'll try and do them in order. But for the teams, just looking at the table, which I hadn't even realised, have a game in hand on us as well. Which is like, oh, there's Elgin and Bonnie Rose. Bonnie Rigg, I've just combined them. Um, a point behind, and they've got a game in hand as well. So, yeah. Uh, Gordon, you were at the the game as well. Pretty fair summation from, from Lee there. We had a little chat b- before we were recording there, and from watching the highlights, the thing that pissed me off the most was Fleming did what he was needing to do and make those saves, and then we don't react to the loose ball, but it's Sterling that do, and then they put it in the back of the net. Yeah, really <clears throat> frustrating goals to lose exactly for the reasons you say you know there's both goals are a bit of bad defending we've allowed the ball to go into the box Fleming's made a save and they're just first to react um, you feel like those are cheap goals to give up um, and basically exactly what Lee's saying and what you're saying it was one of these games where I don't know if it's a, a culmination of weeks where we haven't been playing well or if it was a particularly bad performance you came away thinking you know, with a full bullet point of list, bullet point of things. We're like, that's not working. Why are we doing this? Um, you feel like we just don't have a. We change formation week on week on week, and you just feel there's no. There's no plan for how how we're supposed to play. Like yesterday, I felt like Troughton was largely anonymous. I mean, he scored the penalty. Mm. He had a very good chance early on um, that he completely fluffed, but. You know, this thing I, of, I saw a couple of comments about Triton saying he's a waste of a jersey just now. Is that harsh? I mean, it's it's probably, you know, it's maybe a wee bit harsh because it's kind of harsh to say that about anyone really, but he didn't he didn't have a good game. And my thinking is, you know, on Shepard as well, I thought Shepard had a really tough shift yesterday. You know, he, he was getting very little. What he was getting were all long balls. You know, he's not going to win headers against big centre halves, but he was you know, he was doing what he could with a lot of it, but there was nobody near him. And you think, you know, if you're playing this four two three one, then Troughton's position is the middle of the three. Surely you know, you've got to you've got to be getting further up the park. You've got to be sort of playing as a, a proper second striker when the opportunity comes. Now it didn't feel like he was doing that yesterday. And at times it felt like Trouton was playing really deep. 
um, you know, is that is that what we were trying to do? Does Troughton maybe not have the legs to do that kind of double role? I don't know, but you know, every you know, there's so many times where we're lumping balls up. Even the time Shepherd's winning it, there's two two Sterling players on them, and there's very little we can do with it. Mm. Um, there was just, you know, just yesterday just kind of highlighted so many issues and. It was probably about as comfortable as a 2 1 win you're going to get. We created very little. You know, even the last 10, 15 minutes, it wasn't like we threw everything at them and created chances. But, you know, maybe uh, something to look on the bright side is I still didn't feel that Sterling were that good a team. You know, they, they sort of they came and they, they were happy to kind of be tight and let us play in front of them, and they broke very, very quickly. You know, two two good strikers up front, and they caused us problems every time they caught us like that. And it feels like most teams in this division are quite happy to play like that, quite pragmatic. You know, we're not going to come out and try and be a Scottish League Two Man City. Mm. We're just going to keep it quite simple, keep it quite tight, and break when we have the opportunity. And uh, you just feel like we look a little bit naive against that. That's interesting because Greg McDonald's comments after the game yesterday that are up on his 5TV, he, he basically was alluding to the fact that it can get quite ugly football in in League 2 and that East 5 have to find a way to play that ugly football. You don't always have to be playing beautiful football. Hmm. But that's the point. Of- when we sign these young boys, they're used to academy football. They'll have lots of time in the ball they'll get that creative freedom. In League 2, you don't. Yeah. You take that nice little touch, and as Joe Bilde found out yesterday, you'll just get nailed. Well, can I ask about that? Because I was going to do this later, but we'll bring it up now. Where the fuck was he playing yesterday? Was he a defensive midfielder? He started out on the wing, and then we brought Shivoni and Taylor Stephen on, and we moved him and in the middle of the park. Why? Yeah, no. I would have, and to be honest, I would have brought Baldi off during those subs, but we brought Healy off instead. And Healy was injured. Like, uh, because uh, Troughton and, I think we'd be bring Troughton and Healy off and they'd both kind of picked up knocks. I mean, that makes sense, but, yeah. Troughton didn't come off, by the way. He lasted full 90 and I still don't know how. Hmm. Like, and look, Alan Troughton is a very good footballer. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible footballer, actually. But he's not found his feet yet, Russ, at all. But is that because um, we're not utilising him to the best of his ability? What, is, what has Alan here. Troughton done year in, year out? Scored, scored goals. goals. Is playing the ball up Score in the goals. Oh, I'm sorry, there was a delay. If... <laughs> <laughs> If you want Alan Trout to score a goal, you didn't put it in there, there. No, you play it to his feet. And that's why the game's by passing him by. It's not a reflection on his ability. It's a reflection on our ability to give him service. And it's where we've failed in the transfer window completely. Every single one of us could see that we needed a creative midfielder and we've not addressed it. Oh, Liam Stevie Brown. said that and I spoke yeah. to him about it in, in that game yeah. that we, we were over. And he's like, yep, yeah, that's what we're looking for. We didn't get one. Liam Brown, who oh, when he yeah. when he was in League One last year, 
was incredible, right? Incredible footballer is available and we don't sign him. Now, are we, are, is we and I'm losing fucking the ability to form a sentence, are we blissfully unaware of the players that are becoming available or did we choose not to sign them? And, and, and that worries me because if it's the first part, is how come we are so out of the loop when everybody has said, you know, that oh, we've tried every club, we're knocking on every door, blah, 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 blah. The second that we know he's available, if we've got the ambition to compete in this league, we should be saying, how much, when can he get here, and does he, does he need a lift? Because <laughs> can I, what we need. Can I put forward a wee theory or thought that I had, yes, about Stevie Crawford? So, you know, his first his first time at East Fife, we've all said this, like, brilliant football, attacking football. And you've got this idea that he didn't he didn't compromise. He had this view of what he wanted to do and he didn't compromise on it. And this season, a couple of the big things that have come out of him are, you know, I'm only going to sign boys that, you know, have the right attitude, that, you know, want to come to the club and stuff. And, you know, fans, on, on the face of it, that's fine. Fans like to hear that. And this thing of, you know, we've, we've gone with young boys and they'll make mistakes, but we want to keep playing football the right way. And on the face of it, I think fans like hearing that as well. But is it this thing where he's got this view and he won't he won't bring himself down? He won't even even though right what we might what we might want to sign is, you know, a big tough, experienced bastard of a footballer. Or maybe someday it's not it's, it's not his dream to come East Fife. But we need to pay him a bit of money. And he'll come in and he'll make us better. And Crawford's gone. Nah, that that's not my view for the club. I th- I mm. think there was a bit of issue of he won't compromise. Yeah, he, could be right he, won't, he won't be mm-hmm. pragmatic on things. And it's all things that fans like, you know, playing good football, developing young guys, make mistakes and keep going. We want to sign guys that want to play for the club, whereas other clubs are going. We're not sticking to these ideals. We're we're but, doing what we need but to do. My, my issue is. We're not doing these things anyway. We're not playing attractive football. You know, Greg's talking about you got to win ugly. Well, we're not winning pretty either. You know, there's nothing attractive on the pitch to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember the last time really where I've come away from an East Fife game going, my God, we played great football there. It was attacking. It was great to watch. It, it feels like years. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so we're not, we're not doing that anyway. If you want... If you want to win ugly, we all know how you win ugly. You keep it simple and you sign a couple of bastards and you're exactly right, God. It's what we've what we've lacked. So it's like, well, what's the what's what's the goal here? If the goal is to bring kids through and at least then go and let them play football and be that sort of on the deck and play. Because that I, I said it last time, if you've got a group of kids playing nice football and they're trying to do the right thing, you can kind of get on board with it. But when you've got young players and they're they're spending the whole game just watching the ball disappear over their heads and back and forth, it's hard to get into it because we're just going to get beat up like we're doing at the moment. Well, it's hard for them to develop as well because you're you're not putting them in a situation to succeed. And if anything, you're piling pressure on them because they're going to be looking at the table now. And like I'll I'll ask you this, Doug. I'll I'll put this in parlance that you might understand better. What's the lie like for East Fife just now? Are they in the deep rough? Or is it a good lie that you can maybe get on the green, as in the playoffs? Um, 
They're fifth. They're fifth just now, a quarter of the way through the season. So they're just outside the playoff places, but they're on eleven points. So they're one point behind Stranraer, but they're three points off second bottom. And the two bottom teams have a game in hand at the moment. And Albion Rovers. If we go back to our game against Albion Rovers, we were very fortunate. And there's a six-point swing that could make that table look very, very different right now. How concerned are you at this stage when you look at the fact that we don't have a manager, additions that we can make are pretty much non-existent until we maybe get to January. So how, how worried are you right now? Oh, I mean, I think you'd be, you wouldn't be an East Fife fan or a fan of any team if you weren't, if you didn't have concerns. Um, look, I agree we were lucky to get these points at these places, but I said it last week, we got them. Mm-hmm. And that shows something. So, you know, I don't think there'll be, every team will look at tons of games over the season where they're like, how the hell did we win that? Or, you know, so I, I, let's not worry about that. Uh, I mean, my prediction at the start of the year, which was poo pooed by you lot of Bonnie Rig finishing bottom. Is slowly mm. starting to creep ever closer. I think they're getting found out quickly, mm. um, so that's a help. I, I I don't think I don't think we're in any position now that we didn't think would be, you know, at the start. So I, I don't think no. there's a great surprise. I had it's us in the, the bottom half, but I yeah. think I think a few of us. I would admit I was one of them. Got a bit carried away with the start and the points and like Baldy playing great stuff and Shepard banging the goals in and you're like, oh, this could be a good season after all. But now it's but, concern. But, it's a bit, I just think that's this league. But, you know, obviously we'll go into manager chat at some point, but I said it last week, and you know, it's, it, this is so important. This is so important because we're, you know, we've, we've got to get this right and we've got to find someone that can turn this, you know, team into, or turn these players into a team and start picking up points. But uh, look, it's not panic stations, but, you know, ask me in three weeks' time and it could be. So it's not, you know, we're, 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 we're teetering. It's a great word. That's a, that's a good word. I might make that the title of this episode. Because <laughs> I I, so. the, we'll get into the manager bit shortly, but I do agree, something that Doug said in last week's show, when I, would, I was sitting with my oceanfront view, editing the podcast, listening to it, in freezing cold conditions. It was 14 degrees and very foggy. Um, But something that Doug said was that this is such a crucial appointment. And you look at the league table just now, and it's even more so. So we'll we'll get into that. So have a think about that. I want to talk about our goal yesterday. Do you think it was a penalty? Because I've watched it back a couple of times and I think Healy dives. No, Stolmala. I think it was a penalty, yeah. I mean, mm. I think he invites the challenge. Yeah. But the the guy takes it, he RSVPs and he definitely makes contact with him and knock the ball. So it is a penalty. Darren Young screamed, It's a dive! So loud yesterday, I'm sure the sound barrier was broken. Because I was going to ask, what, did, did he get sent off? It was a straight red he got as well, wasn't it? So it wasn't even yeah. like a warning. So was it because of the penalty or was he pissed off with a handball, possible handball yeah. in the build-up to it? He was sent off for fill and abusive language. Right. I've looked, I just looked at it back there. If you see it, I think the Sterling player basically 
lands on Healy's trailing leg. Yeah, but Healy's kind of bent like that. I think Healy's maybe, you know, receptive to the challenge, but I think uh, it was a penalty. I'm maybe just being harsh then. And the the foul on Bali, the fact the referee doesn't see that astounds me. And he's right Mm. right next to it. That is a horror tackle. He's looking right at it. Kieran Miller versus Stenhouse Muir got a straight red, and it wasn't even as bad as that, right? Now, we that decision could change the game. Well, the time you could argue that, it did sure. because the guy that played the ball in for the winning goal was the guy in the tackle. Yeah, it's a disgrace. Um, it's an absolute disgrace, and. You know, we're, we're lucky that we got the penalty that we did, um, but it's an absolute shambles that we, we don't get that decision, to be honest. But anyway, can we stop talking about that game? Because it's really depressing me. Yeah, I, that, that, that was the last thing I, I was going to say about the game. So we've looked at the standings. It's a quarter of the way through. If I was going to ask you, come up with three words to describe. It doesn't have to be a full sentence. It can be three separate words, or it can be three words all linked like pile of shite to sum up the first quarter of the campaign how would you go Me let's first. start with Lee yeah let's start with Lee devoid of ideas oh like that Gordon um, that was a good one um, just shambling along I do like the shambling music from the mid eighties or the guitar. I don't think I've heard the word don't think I've heard the word shambling in a while. No. It's a good one. That was good. Doug, give us something golfy. Well it's funny, I I I had one and then Gordon's shambling is completely taken out of my head. I've got one for Doug. What? Who are you gonna call? (laughs) (laughs) It's four it's four words. Are you saying we need an exorcism? Um, I, I, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a mixed bag. Hmm, that's that also work for golf. Yes, couldn't adjust. Couldn't adjust. I I think I'm kind of like d- devoid of ideas is a a very good one, but we just we seem to be, just be lacking midfield creativity, or lacking any creativity potentially is is the danger just now. The worry that I've got for the next quarter is the fact that we we can add some free agents. There's not obviously going to be tons of free agents kicking about that are going to be the difference makers that you want. But we've got such a young team. Someone had posted, I think from Transfer Market, a list of our players and their ages. And it's terrifying when you see them all in a big list like that. It, I mean, I don't want to be like Alan Hansen, you can't win anything with kids, blah, blah, blah. But for a, a gutsy dogfight in the bottom league of Scottish football, is that the sensible way to go? But we've also, we have got to remember that there's four or five teams who are in a slightly worse position than us. For now. So it's like, I don't, I don't, well, that, that was one of the other questions I was going to say, because it's like, 
I've seen a lot of doom and gloom, but we are within touching distance of the top half of the table. Well, we are in the top half of the table, but of the playoffs. So the next couple of games are crucial as to whether we're going to be an upper tier or lower tier side, I think. But I don't think it's the next couple of games. I think it's just that whoever, it's the next manager appointment. It's crucial. It's nothing to do with the next couple of games. I mean, if we if we lost the next couple of games, does that mean we can't finish top four? N- no, of course no, not. No, true. But it, it, yeah. it doesn't help. But it, it's just, it's all about who we appoint now and how he's going to work with a group of kids because we're not suddenly going to sign seven experienced players. That's not going to happen. But the teams are playing Before we move on. Before we move on, we'll do three to ones and then we can talk about managers. I, I was just thinking you should do three to yeah. ones just because I like to see you squirm. Yeah. Lee was the one that wanted us to not talk about the game anymore, so I just moved on. But okay. Yeah, we need to, we need to do that. Well, I thought after you binning it last week in disgust. Yeah, I know. I was hoping you'd do it again this week. Yeah, I thought you would as well. <laughs> to be honest, it would be very easy to do it again this week, but I actually want uh, to single out Alex Ferguson because. He was really good yesterday and he deserves the points. Your Man United shown. That's it. Um, if that if that was the case, then he'd have been having my three points every week. But I've not been overly impressed with Ferguson a few times this season. Um, I was very impressed with him yesterday. He was the only player that wanted to put his foot in the ball. A couple of times yesterday, there was um, flashes of some real intelligence from him um, and I actually feel really sorry for him to be honest I really do so I'm giving him my three I'm going to give Healy two um, again just there was a lot of effort from him did well to win the penalty um, when he got the ball he wanted to try and make stuff happen um, but I mean it, it, it still wasn't his greatest game but he was better than most and I've given a point to Fleming mm who, despite conceding two goals, made a few really good saves to, to keep it respectable yesterday. I mean, I I obviously can't just do anything based on the highlights, but Fleming was the one player that I came away from watching those going, wow, he had a good game. But Gordon? Um, yeah, uh, three and two, same. Three points to Ferguson. I think that was a fairly easy one. I think most people at the game probably would have Probably would have give him our man of the match anyway. Just he, he did he did have his probably best game for us um, by a bit. Also two points to Healy. Same thing. I thought you know he looked dangerous. He was he was trying. He won the penalty. Um, I gave the one point. I gave it. I, I wrote down Shepard. Or I think Fleming's probably a better shout, but I thought Shepard uh, very tough, very tough game for him. But I thought at least he kind of he, he didn't stop putting the effort in. Um, he did. He did kind of win as much as you might expect him to, given given what he was up against and what he was given. I actually think um, I think Sir Alex is potentially that creative guy we're looking for. I th- I think even against like Stennis Muir, if we'd done three to one, he was definitely three for me because he was he properly came and looked for the ball and he wanted to make things happen and he's got pretty quick little feet. Well, maybe they might not be little. They might be size 12. I don't know. Um, he could be that link-up guy, but we just need something better, deeper, basically. Um, so, no, I think he's been the shining light of the last three or four games. He's getting better and better for sure. But, yeah, we'll see. We will indeed. And, of course, we don't know who the new manager 
will favour, what formation they'll play, what tactics they'll play, anything like that. I, I enjoyed listening to your chat last week about the options. Then it was interesting that this week East Five tweeted out that they were now inviting applications for it. So does that mean that the initial candidates have kind of fallen by the wayside or is it just that they, because of the criticism they got the last time, they want to do due diligence, invite applications, but you also then need to interview them as well? I don't think that there'll be as many quality candidates as people would like to think. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of, I'm an under-19s manager at, I don't know, Rangers and... I quite fancy a chance of applying for it. I've got my license and I'll stick my name in. And it's an um, under-19 team. Yeah, I mean, good point. Um, you know, you, you might get folk like that. Um, Gary Naismith at Kevin Smith's testimonial um, unceremoniously, I believe, declared his interest um, in the job. I think he'll be many people's favourites for it. Um, Scott Agnew declared his interest. I believe in one of the papers that he would be interested in taking the role. Aside of that, I mean, there's not many other names that I'm hearing, to be honest. Um, there's there's, there's rumours of, like, Sandy Clark. Yeah, like when you mentioned that last week, I was like, where did yeah. that come from? Yeah, that was, that, that was one of the rumours that I'd heard. We're going to get um, Jim Duffy, because I was listening to Off the Ball, and he hasn't been involved in the game for ages, and it's... Yeah, Jim I'd, Duffy. Actually, I'd take Jim Duffy. Jim Weir, John Hughes, maybe. He's still out of a job. I mean, he could try and destroy yet another five team, you know, just complete the quad. Um, you know, there'll be boys like that, that that would maybe be tempted, but if any of them were there yesterday, they probably went, nah, I'll wait for the next one, mate. Because um, the, the thing is, you look at the, the job that they're taking on, the task in hand. So... We're mid-table. It's not that they're coming into a, a huge relegation battle where we could easily push into the, the playoff positions. But it's a young team that you can't make additions to for a while. So does this call out for an experienced manager? Does it have to be a manager that's got experience working with young players? Which I, I know you mentioned like an academy guy at say Rangers or one of that. That might not be the worst thing, you know? No. So here, here's for me the top three, and then I'm going to throw something in at the end, right? Oh, okay. So the top three for me is Guy Naismith, Scott Agnew, and Greg McDonald. Those will be the three front runners, I'd imagine, as it sits just now. Did Greg McDonald not just do himself out of the job with that game yesterday? I don't think you can judge him on a game. I don't think you could judge him on one game. Um, and I think people do Greg McDonald a bit of a disservice, and I'm not saying this like I'm a fanboy, right? I, I'm genuinely trying to look at this completely objectively and not let my heart roll my head, right? Greg McDonald has won this league as a player. He's won um, promotion as a manager. And I think people forget that. Like, he's not just some former player that we all love um, that we're trying to give the job to he's done it um, so I think that maybe put a little bit of respect on his name I'm seeing some people in one breath going 
I don't want Greg McDonald because he's not got experience and then say, but I want Kevin Smith in the same breath. And I'm like, yeah. well, you know, I believe that's called an oxymoron. Well, it's um, the same with Agnew as well. Like, yeah. how, how did he suddenly become a front runner when he's had no managerial experience? I've been assistant manager well, and yeah, Rafe, but, uh, you know, by the by, right, that, that's that's one. But the, the red herring I'm going to throw in is Dick Campbell, right? And people will be going, why the fuck would Dick Campbell come to East Fife? And I get it. I do get it. However, he said to the people that I know on a few occasions that he wants to manage East Fife before he retires. It's been a pretty unkept secret for a few years, I believe he's, he's, he's applied for us in the past. If you're at Arbroath just now, you're probably thinking, is it time to let him go? Has he taken them as far as he could take them? And if they've got ambitions, they're maybe going to be a bit further. You know, maybe they want to try a different option. I don't think that we've got anything to lose at all by approaching Arbroath and saying, can we have permission to speak to them? If they say no, then we're only where we are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to chat the door. Just be like, or, or even speak to Dick himself and be like, look, we would absolutely love to have you. Are you interested? If he says yes, then you've only got to ask Arbroath if, if they're willing to let him go. And they could say no, wait a couple of weeks, we've hired somebody, then have to pay him out his contract if they're not going to want to keep him. But we, we can't approach him because that would be Dick tampering. Ha <laughs> ha! Yes, I'm a big fan of Dick Tampering. Um, but yeah, if I, I don't think we've got anything to lose by asking the question, is the mm-hmm. point I'm going to make. And look, people go, Why the fuck would they come to East Five? I get it, I'm not stupid, but if, I'm only saying that on the fact that he's mentioned that he would like to manage East Five in the past. That is worth look, it's if he wants another crack at taking a club from League Two to the mm-hmm. Championship, then you know, so you, you take Dick Gordon. Yeah, of course. Doug, Doug, would Dick be your choice? Well, Dick could certainly enter my establishment. It's not a hard one to swallow either because he's what he's done in the game. My my choice is even more from last week, Gary Naismith. Mm. I'm 100% Gary Naismith. I just don't see... the Scott Agnew one is a real risk and a, a real yeah. risk. I, I don't and like I, it. And I don't, as much as I absolutely adore Greg McDonald as a player at East Fife, I, I don't think I would want Greg McDonald as our manager. I think you need someone completely away from what Crawford was trying to do. And Greg was part of that as well. We can't, you know, we can't forget that. Just because you're assistant manager doesn't mean you've got no say in what's going on. Um, I, I just think, I think if we're worried about getting relegated, which I think part of us are, then I think for me it's Naismith. I think agree. Naismith is for me the safe choice, safe, safe, sensible yeah. choice, and that's not to say it's unambitious. I think I really liked Gary Naismith as a manager from his time at East Fife, and nothing he's done since then has made me think less of him. I think. You know, the Queen, like um, you guys were saying last week, I think the Queen of the South job, what do you expect a guy to do there? You know, um, and the Edinburgh City job, you know, he basically effectively got them into the playoffs. Yeah, because I was going to say about that, like, I can't remember, why was he let go? Because 
it feels that he's set the foundations for what where they are now. Seems a total well, mystery. Like, I think it was was it not to do with signing uh, or ambition and stuff. He wanted more signings or more money for signings, and they said they weren't going to happen. But that's why I read. The guy that I booked Steve Archibald through headline oh. events, yep. who seemed to have disappeared off the face of the earth now, which is a little bit weird. Um, oh, they were doing stuff at the fringe. Oh, were they? Yeah, I saw some stuff that they were, had been putting on. Well, I had a little bit of Anyway, um, he was, or is, a director at Edinburgh City. And when he was at Bayview, he basically said that Naismith had taken them backwards. The football was terrible. The players weren't good enough. And he said next year, um, we need to start talking about next year, um, about how, you know, like Naismith's like, we need to talk about budgets, players are looking to bring in. And they basically went, well, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be here next year. So they parted companies from then. That, that's concerning then to me that that was how they viewed him. Because oh, so we can't the, afford the, to go the, backwards. These are, they, these are the people that changed their name to FC Edinburgh and built the shittest ground in Scottish football. So. I have the shittest crest. Yeah. I it's mean, like I'm, I'm not necessarily going to put a lot of stock in this yeah, and, and everyone's got stories about people that they just want to chuck in their wee tuppence worth. It's, mm. I wouldn't believe much of what people say in many ways. FC Edinburgh are going full-time next year, by the way. Um, I got a phone call asking me if I'd be interested in becoming their commercial manager. Oh, uh, wow. And um, I, I obviously said no. And they were telling me what their plans were. Um, I let the guy go on a bit because um, I was nosy, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, they, and they've got ambitions of going full-time. And oh. I said to the guy, haven't you only sold 18 season tickets, how are you going to sustain being full-time? And the guy went, oh, mate, I'm, I'm just a recruitment manager. Like, I, I don't know that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was a bit like, no wow. thanks. Um, look, I'm not unopposed to Gary Naismith. Um, it would, but for me, it would only be a deal till the end of the season. I don't think that any manager that we give the job to should be given any more than a contract at the end of the season. The thing with that, though, is they, they want stability. And yeah, I, 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 I totally understand where you're coming from because... Back your boss, I, then. Yeah, I, I agree. But that will put some of the more experienced ones off. Well, don't take the job, then. Yeah. Because if you're not confident enough that you're going to be able to prove your worth in seven months then how confident are you in your own ability to do the job? I mean, I in fairness, if, if you talk about that, I would imagine someone like Gary Naismith would be, if he then came in, for example, and did very, very, very well, and we pushed, I don't know, let's let's go completely off the scale and say, we pushed to win the league. I know it's unlikely. He'd probably be happy with that because he might then get, you mm -hmm. know, looked at from higher clubs anyway. So yeah. I don't think that's the worst shout, but. But well, like, I, I, see, these these manager contracts it was it was not the same with Darren. It's like it doesn't it's not massively doesn't it really matter that much whether it's two years one year because there's all these little things where you know we can give you so much notice or you can go 
So it, it may not be the best. It's kind of for mortgages, though, and stuff like that. It's the same like with players. They wanted the, the contracts for two years so they can say I've got this guaranteed income. And... But it's, but it's I am sure that, that Gary Naismith either has no mortgage or already has one in situ. So I don't think that that's... I, I, to- I totally agree with what Gordon's saying. I've been banging on about this for years, or not years, however long we've been doing this, that we talk too much about contracts in Scottish League 2. There's, there's, there's no... Nobody cares if a guy wants to leave, they'll let him go. It's mm-hmm. just what happens in the lower leagues. We're not, we're not a premiership team that's got. Well, he's got this minimum fee release clause of blah 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 blah. We don't, you don't, you've never had that in lower league football, and you very, you maybe do with occasional players or managers with this and that. But if a club from a higher full time team wants to poach a manager, generally the rule will be, oh, I, you're allowed to go. It's that, it's fine. It's, it's the same we talk about transfer windows. There's no real transfer windows really in lower league football because you can still get your loans that most clubs only do anyway. You don't sign mm. that many players, free agents. But yeah. So Gordon, Doug, if you've got Naismith in your top three. Is there anyone else really that that's standing out that we haven't mentioned? That we haven't mentioned? Not really for me. There's no, there's no kind of obvious candidate or name that's been put around, or you know. Just, realistic name I can think of I would be very surprised if it wasn't one of the, the three you mentioned I think that I think the Dick Campbell one is a good shout and it can't do any harm to sound that out but of the, the, the initial three Naismith Agnew McDonald I would be shocked if it wasn't one of those three um, and there's, I, I can't think of anyone else to be honest I think part of my part, I think Part of mine in in the heart side of it with Greg is you just you don't. I hate having a legend of a club being your manager. I hate it. I hated it when Stevie Kirk was the manager at East Fife. You know, you, you saw with like Gordon Dale at Wraith, all these sort of you know icons of teams. And in my sort of adult lifetime, Greg McDonald would be right up there in terms of like proper bona fide East Fife legend. I don't want that soured, and I'm not suggesting it would be soured if he got his manager, but if he came in and was was struggling and doing a pretty pissed job and got sacked, it just taints it. So I, that's why I don't love it. And then the, yeah. like Kev, Kevin Smith, for example, is similar, but he is an X-ray Throvers player, so that's always, for me, it's always tainted it. So he's an East Fife legend, but definitely not on the same scale as Greg. So if Kev was involved and he got punted, you know, It'd be it'd be sad, but it would be I, he would just then become a rover's bastard. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Oh, okay. I, I I've spoken before, and like Lee and me have chatted about this before. About it's like an old boys' network. It's always the same names that get thrown up for all the jobs, and it's nice to have fresh faces. And it would be nice to have a, a fresh, young, ambitious coach coming in. It just feels like it's the wrong time for it, for us in this situation. The time in a Crawford leaving is shit because the loan window's closed and you've not got many managers that's looking for work just now. This has come at a really shit time. And I don't know that we will get the manager that we need at this point so maybe just a short-term deal for somebody I mean I'd mentioned before Stuart Kettlewell I know he's not really interested in the job by the signs of it he wasn't the last time 
But it just, for me, it just feels we need someone that's been there and done it. But more importantly, I think we need somebody that can get the best out of young players. And a guy like Agnew, maybe he can. Maybe he's going to be a great manager in the future and we take the risk on him and it pays off. But equally, if we appointed someone like him or Kev Smith, it could be a complete disaster and they don't know how to work with the young guys. I, I, I think a lot Agnew. of it, though, you take it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, generally, I wouldn't be upset if Agnew was appointed five manager at all, not even at all. I think a lot of it at that level is you've got to have someone who, like the coaching sessions have got to be different or fun or something to get the team bought in because you hear about players all the time that have been playing at clubs that the training sessions are dire and it's like a bit of a, it's a chore to go along, all that. You need, it is that fresh face, it's that fresh idea. Look, I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset, but I, I just think that's my issue with, with Greg McDonald because it's an appointment from the same of what we've had recently or the same team. Yeah. It just it just smacks of the cheap option, and I, that worries me. That's that is my worry, and I don't think if 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 it's going to be, which is a kind of rumor that it might be two or three weeks until we appoint a manager. I don't know where that's come from. Um, if that's the case, you know, is that the club giving Greg the three weeks to kind of go? This is your little trial period. I ju- it just. It would definitely, it, it would be the most worrying appointment or the most, the riskiest one for me. Put some respect on his name. Put some what? Put some respect on his name. Like, I, I get your point, right? And I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the piss a little bit there when you're saying that. But like I've said already, like the guy's done it. I get that it's, you know, it seems the easy option to give him it. I get it, but I don't think that what I could ever utter the words, I don't want Greg to get the job. I just don't think I could bring myself to say it. If you were to ask me who I would like to get the job, you guys have both said Naismith. Um, I'm going to say I want Agnew to get the job. And I'll tell you why. Before Even though he left in such bad sick circumstances. That everyone yeah, yeah I think, see, I couldn't give a fuck about that, to be yeah, honest. I, I, <laughs> I do. I do. Because... I think he mugged the club off. And I know it's a case of, oh, you want to walk like, burn me once, shame on you, burn me twice, shame on me. Sort of the same idea. Maybe giving him that you're opportunity. Just, that he could, you're just making he could things phases up then. now. Is that why your face is so pink? Yes. <laughs> um, I think that he has played to a good level. He knows the league. I think that he is very well connected with players that are currently playing. Not like a not like a, a Crawford who probably doesn't know an awful lot of the the players that he could bring in. I think that he would bring in an exciting coach. I think he would know what sort of coach to bring in for this level. Um, I if we couldn't get Dick Campbell, <laughs> um, I would I would say that I would go for Aggie. I I think that with with Nay Smith. And I touted Crawford for the job the last time and it tells you that I know absolutely nothing about football, clearly, but um, maybe we shouldn't go back. Because mm-hmm. you want to talk about tainting legacies. Gary comes in and does a bad job, his legacy worse is gone. 
I mean, I think it comes down to me, a big thing, looking at the difference between all these guys is, if I was in charge of East Fife, I'd have to interview them. Like, take Greg McDonald. If Greg McDonald, if I could sit down with Greg McDonald and Greg says, here's what I think has been done wrong over the last year, year and a half. Here's what I'd do to fix it. This is what I think we need to do, blah, blah, blah. And you go, yep. You know, that, that what you're saying makes sense. But if I think a lot of these guys, I'd have to interview, I'd have to speak to them. If I was the one making that decision, um, I think you'd get a lot from that. And the club does need to do that. I think you do need to interview But, but that's, what we're, that's what we talked about last week and we talked about before Crawford was appointed. You just have to interview. And if it's a case of going, anyone can say anything in an interview, obviously everyone's going to say great things in an interview. But you might get, a, you know, as you say, like a random guy who's manager of Rangers under-19s, as an example, no idea who comes in and you just get blown away by this guy. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, his, his talk about, you know, you'll, you'll get guys that will come in interviews and they'll talk about your playing staff and how, they, they, you know, they've researched them all and they've done their work and their due diligence and this is, you know, what my plan is. You could get blown away by someone and go, do you know what? Let's go for it. But you don't, you're never going to know if you just take the safe option. That's where, like, as I say, Naismith is the safe option for me. And right now, that's where I think we should be. But, you know, if an Agnew or a rat, complete random, anyone comes in, or if it's Greg McDonald, obviously we're going to back them. I just, I, I worry about Greg McDonald. I do. Last thing, just to talk about the manager, because obviously we don't want to go too long. You guys did a very good job without me last week at keeping it as a nice, short, tight show. But I want to get to our mailbag that we've got and chat a little bit about Scotland. But just something that you were talking about there, like listen to Off The Ball yesterday, they had a very interesting discussion about, there's always talk about, oh, we're going to interview the managers. What do those interviews look like? What should they be asking in that? Because it's not like a normal job interview. Should you be asking them, okay, how would you play with our team and the players that we've got? What formation would you be going with? What tactics would you employ? That's what I feel we should be asking. I think it, for me, it'd be very like open-ended. I'd want to know basically, you know, like where do you think we are right now? What do you think we're doing wrong? Where do you think we can get to? And how how are you going to, what's your plan for getting us there? Mm-hmm. Just open-ended, basically. Like, where do you think we are? Where do you see you taking us and how are you going to do it? Like to me, that's pretty much all I'd ask a manager. I'm not. I'm not going to ask them about like what's your favourite formation and what do you think about inverted wingers and all the rest of it. No, I that's... don't mean like going into all that. But like no, that no, that, but, how, but, that how question is I the key. Just, it's like how that, are you going to get us there? Yeah, just that really open ended, basically almost not an interview. Basically, uh, you know, you come and present why you think you should be a manager. That's yeah. what I do. Football manager. You, you've got to remember that every person, not just on our board, on most boards have absolutely no idea how to manage a football team. Exactly. So you just, no clue. Yeah, so so it, it absolutely would be that. I mean, if, you know, if a, if a board of directors went, you're only getting a job if you play 4-4-2 and you've got two holding <laughs> you know, we've got, we've got a hoof it. All the time, you know, yeah, that, that's never going to happen. So I think, yeah, as I say, I think it's just more, you know, the, the vibe you'll get of someone, the, the, the passion, the excitement they've got for it and mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what their yeah. vision is. You want that passion to come across and you want them to come across when they're chatting, if we get them on the show, 
which maybe we will get the next manager to sit down with us and, and chat on the show. I, I think that would be the greatest way. Is <laughs> like a let us interview them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's yes. It's basically the final three, and then it's like we'll do a, we'll do three shows in the week, and we'll have our three candidates, and oh, we'll just make, grill them. We do make it like The Apprentice, like over. Yeah. Every day over a week, different different tasks, different things, and we'll just get rid yes. of someone. Like, yeah. I like that idea. And we'll set two. up a, a premium phone line that people can phone in and vote for who they want. And we'll, we'll do a YouTube series. We'll get folk around the world to pick the next manager. You, you talk about like innovative things in football, and it's like, oh, like Caledonian Braves, they've got an app. It's like, that's innovative. This, is, this yeah. idea, I think that would get people's attention. If only there was one of us that had an input into the board right now that could pitch that idea. Look at the commercial opportunities, Lee. I mean, all I'm thinking about is we could do like a Takeshi's Castle style idea and the winner of that Takeshi's Castle goes on to be our manager. It would be Battle of the Fittest, either that or each to create a robot a la Robot Wars and see who could come up with the best one. Well, those, those could be different rounds. Yeah, I, I like yeah. Gordon's idea of yeah. setting them a different task and then just have elimination. In fact, just oh, like, I've got it. I've got no, it. Sorry. Sorry. The Hunger Games. Let's uh, do I, I was thinking much more simple. Do that. Do it like really seriously, and then they're all you know they're going and just go. Okay, it's an egg and spoon race. Go, <laughs> <laughs> winner! Sorry, sorry, Dick, you've come last in the egg and spoon race. We do not want you yeah. as our manager. Yeah, exactly. It's that random guy from Fort William that's won it. If you can't balance an egg and a spoon, you can't balance the books of the club. Absolutely. Yeah, just have a justification for everything like that. <laughs> Yeah, make up random like psych or uh, the great doctor Stephen Peterson of so and so university always said, you know, you can tell a man's um, excitement in his brain how by his egg and spoon ability. Yeah, it's <laughs> genius, genius. That's or how we work here. We could put electrodes and like measure their brain stimulation when we there. Rock paper scissors, rock paper scissors, and if you go paper, it's like what the fuck are you going paper? Nobody goes paper. Get out of here. If you're not going to take this seriously, we're not interested. We set everyone down and watch Kenny Duker's promotion winning goal, and then we measure the neurons and like how much how excitement that they get from that. Or we measure who gets the most erect watching that. Well, I, I would clearly the believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's not, you know, there, there may be a female representative on this managerial options there. Well, yeah. How about innovative? Let's go for that. I've not heard Shelley Kerr. I was just a way to say Fucking hell. Right, Scotland chat. No, I wanted to get into, we've got we've got some good mailbag questions. So, let, let's empty our sack and let's get through these quickly then. Right. Ian Davitt says, I'm fed up of passing pubs en route to New Bayview with men standing outside. What can we do to persuade them to spend their money on watching East Fife? We just need an extra 200 bums on seats. It has to be done. Otherwise, we are history. How do you get guys out of a pub on, abolish, on a Saturday afternoon? Abolish Rangers and Celtic. Abolish football coupons. Don't charge eighteen pounds. Next. That's <laughs> that's pretty fair. Um, BJW says there's nothing to get excited uh, about apart from shouting at the inept inept referee from yesterday. If I paid at the gate, I'd be asking for my money back or never coming back. That is a genuine concern for me. To, to an extent, I know you're kind of shaking your 
your head Lee but as we get into these winter months we need an attractive team on the pitch because folk are going to be feeling the squeeze financially so folk that don't have season tickets we need to have something to attract these people to come in and pay the money at the gate cheerleaders at half time hmm. um, look the prices are set it's 18 quid we can't change it now. It doesn't mean that, by the way, we saying this doesn't mean I agree with that. I couldn't. Oh, no, I'm not talking about changing the price. And it's like we, we are in a danger of people making the choice of, oh, my gas and electricity is going through the roof. I can't afford to pay this £18 to watch the team that's playing shit. So we need to have a decent but product if, on the pitch. If we, top, if we were top of the league, the gas and electric price is the same price. So it's kind of. Yeah, but folk still are more inclined to. To spend money, that would be their weekend treat. I think that that is true, but at the same time, you know, the issue is never that nobody wants to have a winning team. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, if if the team's not playing well and we're not winning, you, you imagine we are going to lose stragglers and get lower crowds. But nobody's sitting there going, "Oh, like we'll just have a shit team on the park." Oh, hang on a minute, but but crowds will go down. You know, it's, that's not the issue. You can't just decide. <laughs> Oh, well, we have a good team. If you, if you looked at the last 30 years, let's say since we moved to New Bayview, and if you took the average attendance of the support when we're just doing all right, and you took away like a league winning year, and you took away playing the Rovers, all that, your average attendance would probably be pretty much the same as it is now than it was 30 years ago. There's no... There's no magic wand to say why. How are we going to get more people in? We're, we're probably not because we've been trying. Well, we've maybe not been trying hard enough, but that's just that's been the case for years. Mm. And do you know what? The whole oh, it's a shit team. What I'm not. Don't support East Fife then. Don't support any lower league Scottish team. If you genuinely, yeah, if you don't think, support any team. I support. This idea, yeah, but people have this uh, stupid idea that you know. If you go along and the games we get beat one 0 and we're shy, oh, this is ridiculous. We're done. It's like, but that's the, what are you expect. Yeah, yeah, but but these are these are the poorest, like available footballers league wise as pretty much as we can get. They yeah. are otherwise they'd be playing at a better level. So it's, it's like, yeah, I don't, yeah, like I don't get people like, well, I'm not going back. Well, we'll don't then, because hmm. um, at the end of the day, like you know. What do you expect watching a team like East Fife? We're not going to win all the time. If we did win all the time, we'd be in the Premier League. Like, you know, East I get, yeah, I get disagreeing with like the board. I get not liking the manager, but you either this is going to sound brutal, right? And it's going to come from and I'll get hate for it. I'm sure I will. But you either love the club or you don't, and you either support the team through thick and thin or you don't. That that's it for me. I could get like maybe people will go right. Oh, you tell you what, I'm mean, we're just going to go and play golf on Saturday instead and do something to get more enjoyment out. That's fine. Like you know that. Like I totally get it. But for me, like I love this club more than most things in the world. And no matter how Rachel. bad we were, if we went to the lowland, definitely. Um, if we went to the lowland league or whatever, you know, I would still go on a Saturday because it's my team. I, I, I might be different from other people and, and my, my, my views might be very well through black and gold tinted glasses and that's fine. But I love the club and no matter how bad we are or whatever, you know, if I'm able to go, I'll go. 
I, I get just now people's situations may be difficult, difficult financially and stuff, and I totally like a hundred percent understand that. Like, you know, there'll, there'll be people in, in more privileged positions that can still afford to go, and that might not be the case over the winter. Totally understand that, but if you if you are in a position to go and you love the club, you'll go. You're highly unlikely to get a 25 year old male or female who doesn't go to football games just to suddenly go. I know what I'll do for the next 30 years of my life. I'll go watch his five foaming away. It's not going to happen. And and if you if you if that said 25 year old goes to three games, the likelihood is two of them are going to be pish. It is true. Yeah. No, it is true. And therefore they'll go. Oh, do you know what? I maybe find this a bit boring. I'll go back to doing whatever. Uh, stand, s- sitting in the pub with my mates, watching Jeff and the boys. Because a lot of times it is more appealing. Yeah. What does the club do with that that sentiment, that information? I'm no happy. I'll no be back. Be like, right, well, I've, I'll send your message on to the, the, the management and the team and they read this wee message. Be like, oh, this guy that turns up now and again, he says he'll no be back if we don't play well. And everyone goes, all oh, right, okay. We'll just go and win every game to, between now and the end of the season. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know that's what we were supposed to be doing up until now. We haven't mm. been trying to win games before. I think think we're learning that we need we need to clone Lee, or here's an option for you, Lee. Have you thought about sperm banks? Well, um, if, we're, if we're cloning Lee, can we at least make him sort of younger and better looking? Well, that's you. You know, like, like looking at the screen just now. You look like a, a younger, better looking Lee, which well, is scary because you're older than him. <laughs> it's because the camera's foggy. Oh, it is that, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that one thing that it's it a great be, like, filter. <laughs> There's one thing that the club are doing right, and it's what they've done with the community kids, and they're there yes. every week, and they're screaming, they're shouting, they're singing. You know, love that. Like, absolutely love that. That is breeding a new generation of fans. However, sticking them in the arse end of the away ground, uh, in the way bit, is baffling beyond belief, because we should have them in our side uh, making noise. Um, not tucked away in a corner beside the away fans, who, if things get ugly, could just easily turn... Yeah, but um, then also look how ugly it can get in the home end. So maybe they're wanting true. to kind of not put people off East that's a good point. That's a good I think point. that's both. I, I actually very quickly, Michael, I did think Lee you were going to say. I mean, the one positive thing coming to East Fife is the new commercial activity. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, I was going to say that as well. <laughs> Let me rattle through the rest of these. So quick, quick one answer for this. How worried are you for the rest of the season on a scale of 1 to 10? One being not worried at all, 10 being very worried. B. Nine. <laughs> yeah. B- did Apple. you say B? <laughs> um, Nine. It's after eight and before 10. Okay. Um, uh, I, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say six. Yeah, I think seven or yeah. eight I am at, but... Seven. Settled seven. seven. Okay. Uh, Grant Easton says... We really need to spend some of this so-called money still in the budget or we're going to get dragged into the dogfight at the bottom. Andrew Doig says, is signing players without a manager in place wise? To me, that points to McDonald getting the job. And if Saturday was his addition, let's be honest, he failed miserably. And he's talking about Omar Rabin, who has just been announced as a a player. We've talked uh, about him in the show. I'm happy to have him here. I would rather have Rabin Omar. Um, like his twin brother, Robin Omar. Yeah. Oh, it did. <laughs> twin brother. <laughs> I couldn't work out what you guys were doing because I'm just trying to rattle through this. Oh, yeah. Rabin Omar. I also like the Rabin. face. 
so-called money. Like, like he's suspicious that money doesn't exist. <laughs> the concept. I, I'm still sitting at seven with that one. Seven. <laughs> or we're not I, still good these questions. Oh, I, sorry. I'm... Omar Rabin, who I'm still going to go with, is... <laughs> Is a guy that's got experience and he's done it at the high level. And when you spoke to him, Lee, he wants to play for us. And that's yeah. all you can ask for a club like us just now is players that want to be here. He Are you interviewing future players, Lee? This is really worrying. No, he's standing <laughs> next to me at Albion Rovers. Um, he told the club not to sign him because he knew he needed an operation and didn't want to take a wage out of the club. Well, well done. Well done, Omar Rubin. We yes. can't afford another player that people confuse their first and second name. We've already got Stephen Taylor and Taylor Stephen, so <laughs> we can't have any more. Oh, maybe I shouldn't be in charge of anything. Um, Andrew Doig says he feels sorry for younger players. Ferguson was carrying that midfield on Saturday. I don't think Miller has been great this year. What, what's our take on the fullback situation? Not sure I can keep that one brief. Um, they're both struggling for him. They just don't seem to stop the ball coming into our box. He prefers Murdoch at right back. Doesn't like Mercer at left back. Shush, Doug. Um, how long have we been screaming out for a left back? Forever. <laughs> Since Naismith left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the full backs are worrying, but as is the lack of creativity in midfield for me, that's where it's all falling down just now. One thing I will say is... Scott Mercer's only good season as a professional footballer was under Gary Naismith. I think it Michael it's Gill. Backhanded compliment there. <laughs> Michael Gill, long time East Fife fan, referee, made it to the match yesterday, is really hoping that his refereeing picks up and he doesn't have to go to too many more matches after that. Says his partner, who really doesn't know too much about football, so a bit like Lee, said after 75 minutes yesterday, why can't they just hold on to the ball? It's because it's not rugby. It's against the, the rules. You'd get a yellow card, really possibly set that. off. Yeah, this is the... I know, as a referee, you should be pointing that out. And Mike's but... son was on the line at debut yesterday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Correct. Did as we get any decent calls? Lineman. Yeah. He wasn't brought in from the crowd? No, he was. Uh, Stephen Gill was on the line. He's a fan, fan, but I think that having been a referee in the past, that as long as you're not a season ticket holder or a member of any supporters associations, you don't have, um, it's okay. Let's get him on the podcast so that will ruin his career. Yes. Uh, Frank Horsley says, can the Fifers compete with kids? I I I think we could probably beat around the twenty. <laughs> East East Fife versus like a local school team. We yeah. beat St Johnson B. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, and then we signed some of them. Yeah. Um, but 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 very quickly, Michael. Seeing as we want people to ask questions, oh yeah, we on about every week. We've now just literally torn apart everyone's question without going. So I'll answer that one. It's because I've got say, pizza sitting here. I'm trying to I get, get to that. it. I get that. But thank you for your question. What was yes. the guy's name? Um, Frank Horsley. Thank you, Horse Frankly. So, <laughs> <laughs> basically, we we don't think we can win anything with kids. And hopefully, if we get our experienced players to play better, we'll do better as a team. Thank you for your question. 
Actually, send, send in your yes. questions for we'll make fun of you, your name, <laughs> what you say, and not answer the question. Yeah, I'm... maybe edit this entire section out. <laughs> no, 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 not even a wee bit. I've got two to get through. <clears throat> Stuart Kirkcaldy says, "Disappointing performance. We seem to lack a game plan." Greg was trying to tell the players who to pick up for throw-ins and corners, which after a quarter of the season, they really should know. Resorted to long punts up the pitch by passing our midfield. Can't disagree with any of that. Can't disparage any of that comment. And the last one from Andy English. Who are the poorest team you've seen in the league this season and you're not allowed to see his wife? Um, Uh, My my worry is that our last two... uh, Questions have been from summing Kirkcaldy and summing English. I mean, for, for East Fife and Scottish football podcasts, this is an absolute disaster. <laughs> the opposite. Uh, yes. right. Hey, wait till I start talking about North American soccer. Oh, yeah. Far, far are the worst team. Far, far, yeah. Oh, that sets us up nicely then for, for next week since we're playing them. Quick predictions for next week. Oh. We're away, aren't we? Far, far. Yeah. <laughs> My nil, prediction nil. is Lee has two Brideys. Nil nil. A mm. close game where uh, no one will win it by more than one goal. They'll pretty nil, far, far. In that. <laughs> two one four four. I'll I'll go with what Gordon says. I had a quick look at McBookie and I can't find the East Five manager odds. I asked the question. I, t- I tweeted Mike Boogie to ask oh. them. I wanted to see if they would pick some candidates out that I hadn't even thought about. Um, and they said, not one we'll be doing, sadly. Oh. That, that's been a... Th- like, with the bookmakers over here, because betting is still frowned upon in some things over here, but it's starting to take off a little bit more. So they've never had, like, those kind of odds for who's going to get sacked next so I got in touch with a bookie when I thought the manager here was going to get sacked, going, can you do a, a book on which managers are going to get sacked? Because I was wanting to put some money on. And it, it blew up. Folk were like, oh, North American soccer's made it now because they've got this in the bookmakers. And <laughs> But there's, there, there's been a high turnover of managers in the Premier Division, but I don't think any of them are going to drop to our level. So let's finish on a high. The Whitecaps are still in playoff contention with one game to go. Ryan Gold's having an outstanding season, got a goal and assist last night. But aside from that, should he be in the Scotland team? Do they need him? Scotland, what a three-game performance. Was lucky enough Very to be in last week. Mm. I think it actually was... If you look at the three games, you had Ukraine at home where we pumped them, and I've not seen us properly tear apart a team like that for a long, long time. Albeit they were missing two or three players, but just normally if Scotland beat a so-called, but yeah, normally if Scotland beat a so-called maybe maybe better team or at least on par, your keepers made two or three great saves. Mm. But it was like a it was just the most one-sided, especially that second half. And then you almost saw the flip side. We were pretty poor against Ireland, I thought, Mm -hmm. but managed to sort of just turn around and sneak a win, which is a sign of a good team. And then Ukraine away, when we had injuries and suspensions, he just saw that dogged thing of, like, we will yep. get a draw here. So I mean, that I was phenomenal. Was... To be down 16 players, seven defenders, and you put in a performance like that. But yeah. wh- where was that in June? That is the annoying thing. 
we could be heading off to Qatar. Yeah, I mean, we're not going anywhere to stay, but still. He changed the the shape, and you can argue about whether how much difference that makes. But I've been wanting that change for a long time. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think we the re, we played three five two or whatever it was for some specific reasons, and I don't think those count anymore. And I think that shape suits us a lot better. Um, so yeah. I think that was a part of it. I mean, on the Ireland game, agreed it was probably the worst of the three. But it was interesting. I was listening to an Irish football podcast. You know, it's like ex-players and journalists and stuff and they were saying what we have said so many times when we get beat by a slightly better team they were like you know we put in so much good effort but the reality is Scotland are a technically better team you know they had all the possession they had all the territory and yeah we put in a good performance but in the end quality showed and we don't think of ourselves like that but that's Mm -hmm. the way they were talking about us and I think that's kind of fair really yeah. I missed the equaliser last week because I was in the pie queue. Which will shock no one. I left <laughs> five minutes before half time, right? Five minutes before half time. I'm absolutely steaming, by the way. Don't drink, kids. Um, but we got the bus through. Oh, you should never drink kids. Oh, there was a comma in there. Um, oh. <laughs> don't. Don't. Drink, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, left at like one o'clock. Went to like the bowling green that's like right across from Hamden, cheap as anything beer, absolutely hammered. Got to ha- like five minutes for half time, bursting for the toilet, went for a pee, came out. Pie queues are like half full, and I hadn't eaten anything since lunchtime. I was like, right, get get something to eat now. Just got to the front of the queue and grabbed my pie, just heard the, 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 the home team screaming. I was like, you cannot be serious. I was literally in that queue for 15 minutes, and it was like, do you know how you go to the queues at like at half time at Bayview and it's queued right round to almost like the other end of the stand? It was like half that, but it took forever to serve people. Um, but yes, it was a good goal, um, very well played. And by the way, Jack Hendry across the three games was the best player for Scotland. Yeah, he'd been phenomenal, um, and mm. not a player that I've like rated at Celtic at all. I thought he was very meh. But really comes into his own in a in a Scotland shirt. And he could be the centre half that we've needed for a very long time. He's he's also done something which I would love more Scottish players to do. He wasn't getting game at Celtic, so he went to Belgium. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did well there. He got his big move to Bruges. He played in the Champions League. He's now playing in Serie A. It's like for me, that's great experience for a player. You know, don't Is just... that because he's he's gone to competitive leagues to further yeah. his career? Yeah, and he's and he's and he's Hello, Ryan Gold. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and as a defender, going to play in Syria, I mean, you know, Hickey's done it, Josh Doig's now doing it. Don't don't sit don't let your limit be if I can't make it a Ranger Celtic, I'll go to Stoke. Yeah. You know, there are other options. I would I think Henry's seen the benefit of that. Yeah, I, I thought, thought Hickey was absolutely class. Hickey is another one, yeah. I thought that. Porteous had a great game as well. Yeah. Like for a young guy to come in and I I was thinking Lee screwing his face up at that. He had a very good game, but the guy's a balloon. He's an absolute balloon. If he plays good, I don't care. (laughs) But like what you're saying there, Gordon, that's one of the things that's turned the Canadian national team around because their coach said, okay, you need to go play at a higher level. So they've been playing in Belgium and France. They've got moves to England and the championship. They've gone to Turkey. So they're playing in the higher level leagues. And it's really not just shown. sticking. I'm not just sticking in MLS. What you yeah. know, 
that you'll be a better player by going pushing yourself and playing in a yeah. different culture and a different learning things. And yeah, that's what I, Scottish I, players are. They don't do much, and it's no. there's been a few trailblazers. Like I know Doug's been funny about Ryan Gold, but Ryan Gold going to Portugal was like one of yeah the the guys that went and thought right fuck I'm gonna go do this. I was so disappointed that Billy Gilmore didn't go to like Spain or something like that. You think yeah that seems such a waste. Made, you're made for that league. You I think going to a mid table or even lower La Liga team would have been a great move for him. But Brighton. Ah, but the thing is, you've got to remember that when he went. When he went to Brighton, they're playing under Potter, playing great football. Potter rated him very highly. I mean, it, it could turn out to be an absolute disaster move, but I think at the time it, it, it wasn't a bad one if he was going to get game time. The one thing, I, the one take I had on those three games is it absolutely settles the argument of can we squeeze Robertson and Tierney in the same team? And the answer is no. I think Clark has to go to them and just say, look, it's going to be one or other. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's which side of that fence you sit is fine either or either or is fine with me. But I think yeah, you just, just play the informed guy. Yeah, yeah. but you, you you play your four at the back. You play McTominay and hold midfield, and you move on. Mm-hmm. There's yep. no, you know, it's that. It's, you know, it's best for the team all round. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. The only reason we played three at the back was so that Tierney could play left centre half and Robertson play on the left. Yeah. It's the only reason. We're, we're still crying out for a. World class striker, though. Yeah. Well, aren't we like, if we had that, this team could oh. be something special. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> Scott Shepherd? No? Okay. I mean, he McGregor, Mc... that team. McGregor and McTominay in that system, they look great together. Good McGregor. McGregor's oh. class. I think he's yep. so underrated. Yep. I think he's class. In, in that system, I think you get the best out of them. You get the best out of so many other players that, yeah, unfortunately, we'd love to be able to squeeze in players of Tierney and Robertson's quality, but they play in the same position. So, yeah. why can we only produce unreal fullbacks? Because, <laughs> like, Robertson and Tierney, incredible. Patterson and Hickey, incredible. Like, you know. Can we go to another country and get in swap. Like, we'll yes. give you one of our left backs if you've got a striker. Yeah. Yeah, Bosman. Yeah. 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 But we finished on a positive note. I wanted to do that. I'm sorry this show went a bit longer. I'd said to my wife, we're only going to do an hour. We can we can have lunch after we do the podcast recording. Yeah, she's gone upstairs now. Um, cold pizza. <laughs> and, and the cold pizza. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you say she's gone upstairs, it can mean something very different. Yeah, you've not met my wife, have you? No, no, no. Um, is your bedroom downstairs? <laughs> Mine's is now, yeah. Um, let's just go around, everyone. Any fun final thoughts? Doug, regale us with some golf tales. Oh, I've, I've, I've nothing more than really I've, I've said before. You know, the, it was a, it was a, a fun week at the Dunhill, and we've already agreed to do it again next year. So, oh, um, you having Bill next year as well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was uh, weirdly quite enjoyed my company, which is oh. a bit strange. Well, if you can, if you can get an EFTN bumper next time, then that would be great. Cheers. Uh, I to- I told him that Ryan Gold plays in. Uh, yeah, I told him that Ryan Gold plays in MLS, and he's like, "What? No, I'm not doing any MLS sort of podcast." Oh, Sorry, but-, but he was a big fan of Greg McDonald, and that's why he did these five. Yeah, he okay. said that he'll only do the bumper if he gets the job. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 
Gordon, anything caught your eye this week? Um, not really, no. That's fine. Lee, I was going to ask anything that's caught your eye. I think I know the answer. Oh, yes, I've just Googled who Alexander Lachlan is. Doug, you lucky, lucky man. Um, I mean, I didn't get to shagger. <laughs> You've taught her for five minutes. You at least get some. I mean, I Unless the golf channel is a little bit different after dark, I'd. I'd have hoped at least she got some foreplay. I thank you. Oh. Um, oh. I was hoping he was going to get a hole in one <laughs> or one in the hole. Yeah, either or. Um, no, nothing interesting from me, as I'm sure. I'm oh, well, that's, that's fine then. Um, I shall see you all in for for next week, I'm sure. I'll be there. Yeah, I, I won't be. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to our nonsense once again. It's nice to have the four of us together. Uh, big shout out, though, to, to War from last week. I thought he did a very good job in, a, in his first show. So, yeah, enjoyed listening to that. We will be back soon. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Glory Days of Gold. We love to get your questions in and answer them on the show. Fill our sacks up. Give us a, a follow on there as well if you're not already. And drop us an email. Gold at gmail.com as well. We will be back soon, hopefully talking about an East 5 win and moving back into the playoff positions. Maybe we'll have a new manager to talk about as well. If there is an appointment at any point, we'll do an emergency show, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Thanks for listening, take care, and more than the five! Make the right appointment. Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course better. All conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road To sing my songs for the boys in black and gold I heard the stories about 1938 And I was just a boy I knew I'd have to wait Now there's broken dreams And what might have been At that stadium by the shore But those glory days ago Might return once more